Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invitae. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invitae genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invitae.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E.com. This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. We're back with the next episode in our I've Got News series about Ellen, who got pregnant in her senior year of college when the pill failed her. You can find the rest of the series at our blog, longestshortesttime.com. I called up Ellen and Tim, the baby's father, 13 days before the due date, um, just to check in and get an update. Hi, Tim. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, I found out they're still calling the baby Bean. We're we're having problems figuring out what to call her, like, actually. (laughs) And since the last time Ellen and I talked (laughs) back in December, a lot has changed. She's moved out of her parents' house. Um, Tim has moved out of his parents' house. And they are renting an apartment together. Uh, It's like a seven to ten minute drive from my parents' house. It's a different zip code. (laughs) <laughs> from them. So that 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 feels nice. Tim and Ellen both also have new jobs. As a patient services representative at uh, DuPont Hospital for Children in Delaware. I'm working uh, with a small mortgage lender in uh, Haverford, Pennsylvania. If you'll remember in the last episode in this series, we left off with Ellen's father, Tom. So I'm going to be a 47-year-old grandpa. Ellen and Tim had just broken the news to Ellen's parents. Um, it was 2 a.m., they had been talking all night and they were just done with the conversation. And we were saying goodnight and, and Tim said something again that kind of set me off. And, um, and I said, let's, let's go downstairs and take a little walk and, you know, turn off some lights or something. Turn the lights off. I, I didn't even heard this. We were going to, we were like every, you guys had gone to bed, I think. And, oh, okay. and we were, you know, up still. And he wanted me to, he wanted to talk to me. And, but he, he, you know, pulled me aside and he said, uh, something along the lines of, you know, I haven't really given two shits about you up until now. You know, until now you were just sort of Ellen's boyfriend since, you know, we started dating in March. So it's not like even I was a long-term boyfriend or anything. And, you know, he said, I tried to get involved with, you know, one of her boyfriends before. And it, you know, didn't work out when they broke up. So I haven't, you know, been involved with any of them before. But, you know, now I've got a reason to take an interest with you. So I, I almost sort of consider it like... I don't know, like sort of him welcoming me into like the circle of trust. Right. And what was it, what was it like to tell him? Oh, it was horrifying. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't know him very well at this point. So mm-hmm. all I know is what Ellen has told me to go off of, which is, you know, ex-Navy, you know, bruises on beer, super sort of salt of the earth type guy. And then we actually told him and it was, it was, he, he completely defied the expectation that I was going to have. And it was, you know, Pleasant, obviously, because it was a he had a great reaction to it. As far as I could, you know, tell as as good as reaction he's going to have to that. But Ellen, did you hear the episode with your dad, the last one? Yes. Okay, and um, and he said the thing in there about um, that on the on his exterior, he was saying like, "I'm we're there for you. We're one hundred percent behind you. Whatever you need." And on the inside, he was like, "Oh shit." Yeah. You know, what 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 was your reaction when you heard that? 
Well, that was kind of, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's interesting to hear these podcasts because like you speak so frankly to you <laughs> and then it's stuff that I haven't necessarily heard before. <laughs> um, but you know, my parents are allowed to have emotions that are not what they're showing me, uh, you know, explicitly. So I was not surprised that there was something going on underneath, like kind of like, Oh shit. Cause I felt the same way. And I'm, <laughs> I think that we all yeah. kind of felt the same way. I mean, that podcast came out, what, a few months ago? Yeah. Now, because I think that we're all in a totally different place even than we were, like, a week ago or a month ago. So what what place are you in now that's different? Well, I've got all sorts of hormones and drugs, like serotonin and things being pumped into my brain, telling me that I can totally handle being a mother, which, you know, that's just like the brain preparing itself for biologically for motherhood. So I'm like way, way more relaxed now, even than I was when we last talked. And it helps to be settled, like living somewhere. They talk about nesting. It's not like I actively nest. I don't find myself actively nesting, but, um, you know, setting up our apartment and feeling like we're actually on our own and setting up Bean's room and feeling like we're not just like living off of, I don't know, like the charity of our, our and loving charity, but like the charity of our parents in their house and stuff has done worlds for me in terms of feeling mentally prepared um, to actually give birth and be a mother. And Ellen, last time we talked, you had not yet um, really given much thought to childbirth classes or anything. Have you done any of that? Um, We did. Yes. Yes. There were basically three sections to the class. There was the pregnancy section, the giving birth section, and the immediately post-birth section. So it was very, it was very comprehensive. It was like an eight hour day. Um, The most helpful parts, I guess, for me were the actual birthing segment, like what it's going to be like when you go into labor, like how many contractions you should be feeling and how far apart they should be before you go to the hospital. That was information that I didn't know. <laughs> You're sounding very um, matter of fact about this. Was there, cause I remember it being very like kind of emotional experience going to those classes. Was, <laughs> was there any of that for you? Um, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> um, we were, I think, maybe... We weren't the youngest couple there. We were, I think, the second youngest. Um, anyway, everyone there seemed to have their crap way, <laughs> way more together than we did. So um, they were all, like, you know, married and, you know... So I don't know. I kind of... I, I don't know. It wasn't very emotional. Was it emotional for you, Tim? No. I want to say yes, but no. Just like for me, it was like, oh my God, like they show, I don't know for you that if they did this, but they like showed the video of, you know, the baby crowning and stuff and just being like, oh my God, that is going to happen to me. And I'm looking at it and like, it's going to happen to me really, really soon. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt like the instructor made an effort to make it not super emotional. Like, yeah, it was pretty... She was like, yeah, haha, this video is really hilarious. It's from the 80s. Wait till you guys see it. Like, 
I'm very, we're very pragmatic people, Hillary. I feel like this is not at all good fodder for like a dramatic, yeah. <laughs> like a dramatic or emotional, emotional podcast. I'm really sorry. No, I just, I want to get a sense of like where you're at now so that we can compare it when, when we talk later. And so, um, so what are you expecting from childbirth at this point? Oh God. I feel like we're in the calm before the storm right now is really what I feel like we're at. We're, Cause we're just kind of waiting we're like lying in wait and we know it's going to happen soon and we so we can be excited but nothing is actually happening yet. Do you have your go bag packed? No. <laughs> we, really we really should do that. Um I'm just so whatever <laughs> at this point. And from what I hear from people when you go into labor it's not like oh snap we got to like go to the effing hospital right now. It's like you feel contractions and then they start getting more regular. And so I figure once I start feeling contractions, we can throw some stuff into a bag. And I don't, <laughs> um, yeah, Tim, Tim is of the opinion. We should probably get that together soon. <laughs> and, and what Tim, what are you expecting from, from childbirth? What do you think that'll be like? Uh, I think it's going to be very loud. It's going to be messy. Um, but Ellen's Ellen has a pretty high pain tolerance and is pretty excited about this whole thing. Um, but I mean, it's it's definitely going to be incredibly emotional. I'm going to be really really excited to finally actually meet Bean um, and hold her and you know, play with her little hands and little feet. Is either of you scared? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only way that I can deal with like, uh, yeah, I. One of the things that's going to freak me out the most, I like being in control of things and understanding what's happening. Um, so I think I'll fare a lot better mentally on, like, the second kid when I know what a contraction even feels like. And, like, and my body's just going ta- to take over and do what it should do naturally, which is what I tell myself when I start getting freaked out about how painful it's going to be and how much it's going to hurt and, like, I, the lack of control is what like scares me the most. I have I mean, oh man, it's kind of terrifying. But yeah, <laughs> what what about you, Tim? I wouldn't. I don't know that I would describe it as scared. Um, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously don't have the same perspective as Ellen. I'm not going to be actually going through the physical you know changes to my body or anything like that. So I'm not you know obviously I'm I'm. I'm concerned and sympathetic for Alan to the extent that I can be, but I'm not like, I, I just wouldn't describe it as scared. I'm more excited and, you know, anticipatory, anticipatory and, you know, people have been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years without knowing what the hell's going on. And I've certainly got a much better grasp on what's going to be going on than they did. And we're all here. So it obviously went well for them. <laughs> can't go too poorly for us i i figure um and you know there's I, I just i don't find any reason for me to be you know scared i feel like it's almost like a waste of emotion and a waste of energy because what's happen what's going to happen is going to happen and i want to hear both of your expectations for um you know the early early days with the baby ellen do you want to start with that um i still expect as when we last talked uh, to be very tired all the time. Um, 
I expect to be totally overwhelmed. Um, I don't, I have no, I have no idea how to be a parent. So I expect to be learning <laughs> a lot. Like every single second of every single day is going to be a learning experience with how to be a parent and how to be a mom and how to be a good girlfriend still and not be totally insane. And, um, so I expect to be learning constantly pretty much. Um, which will be nice. I haven't been I haven't, I haven't been in school for nine months now, and it'll be nice to be learning things again. Um, I still expect to be like totally in love and obsessed with Bean when she comes, even more so than when we last talked. I'm already when we last talked, I hadn't yet felt even felt her move and inside of you know my belly, and now she's moving all the time and getting a foot up under my ribs, and um, so I'm just infinitely more in love with her than I was even when we last talked. So I expect to be infinitely more in love with her um, after she's born. I'm really excited. <laughs> and Tim, what do you expect for the, the you know first couple weeks? Um, not much sleep. And I, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to care that much. I think I'm going to be like Ellen said, just super excited and super, super, super happy that she's finally here. And, you know, when I get to, look at her and feed her. Well, I don't get really to feed her, but take care of her and change her diapers and all that fun stuff. Um, we expect a lot of poop. A lot of poop, yeah. Lots of poop. A lot of, a lot of laundry. Tar um, poop. They, they warned us at the breastfeeding class, or at the child birthing yeah. class. It's going to be lovely. Um, but I, I'm, it's going to be a fun crazy interesting exciting and sleep deprived time did did anything change in you when you made the choice that you wanted to become a father uh it was definitely sort of a kick in the pants to get my you know get myself moving in a pretty forward you know facing direction um we both talk about this actually about how if (laughs) we think occasionally about where we would be if Bean weren't in the picture right now? Well, I'd, I would probably be back in Baltimore working a temp job, definitely living with my parents, certainly not thinking about, you know, where I'm going to be in 10 years and five years. And, I'd, you know, just definitely a lot less forward thinking would be going on for me. What about you, Ellen? Oh, well, I would still be school. I would be at college. I would be graduating on Saturday. Uh, hopefully I would have been graduating on Saturday. I, I like to think that I would have managed to make it through my senior year. Uh, so I'd probably be out celebrating a lot <laughs> with my friends and it would just be a total, I'm sure a total shit show. Honestly, I would just, it would be like finals are over. My senior year is over and I'd be out drinking and partying and not giving a crap about anything. Um, you guys are getting to like live this alternate reality. I don't, I, I don't think um, like, I, I, I can't think of a time in my life when this has happened for me where like I could see things going so totally in one direction and then kind of like without my trying to plan for it, you know, like this other reality takes over um, just hearing you talk about what would have been and what is now, it's it's really striking. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy for me to think about. 
Wow, was it crazy for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you could, if you could go back, you know, one year from today and tell me, you know, in a year <laughs> you're going to be living in Media, Pennsylvania, expecting a child in a couple days or a couple weeks, I would have laughed in your face and said that's absolutely ridiculous. And I was, you know, in a fraternity and on. It was a captain of the track team. So you guys have clearly um, kind of grown up very quickly. Um, is there any part of you that feels like you've become more boring we're not grown-ups yet yeah i wouldn't call myself a grown-up i would not call myself a grown-up i i no i it, it, there are times that sure there are times where i go to bed at like 9 30 and i'm like wow that's totally not right for someone who's 22 um but it's not like we're. I think I'm really, really happy, and I think that Tim is too. And so it's hard to feel that way when you wake up at like, like sleeping in on a Saturday is like waking up at 10 a.m. Because you that have been you have early. <laughs> that would have been waking up early. Like even on class days, that would have been waking up early at college and you realize that, like, oh, hey, we have way more time. Uh, rather than waking up at 2 and only having, you know, a few hours of daylight left to do things and be productive, you get up and have, like, actual breakfast and have, like, so much more time to be productive. I don't know. I am very strangely embracing the whole growing, grown-up thing in ways that I did not think that I would. <laughs> It just, it sounds like such a, you know, I, th- I think um, get, getting pregnant by accident when you are, you know, as young as you are and not finished with college is something that, you know, is discouraged. And, it, you know, if it, it, you're supposed to take all the precautions you can to make sure it doesn't happen. But you sound like you're in so much a, be- a better place. And it sounds like you, um, you know, have created such a... Um, stable environment for the baby that's coming into your life. We try. I mean, that's, that's the things that we, I think that we both get enjoyment out of like being awesome at like being adult. <laughs> like we, it's like a game for us. Yeah. It's like, it's like a game. This is why I say we're not, I don't quite feel like a grown up yet, but like we looked at our budget for last month and Tim texted me today and said we were $60 under budget last month. And I was like, yes, win! Like, it was, like, this great, awesome moment. And it was like, all right, it's, like, 60 more dollars. It can go towards diapers. Like, we're so good that we were under budget. <laughs> and um, and I think that, I don't know, it's kind of the way I feel about everything. It's, like, it's kind of like a game, I guess. It's, like how awesome can we be at being adult and how awesome can we be at making this totally, like you said, stable environment for our, to bring our child into the world. Ellen and Tim's bean now known as Fiona is in the world. She was born May 19th at eight pounds, 14 ounces. Everyone is healthy Pictures are on our blog, longestshortesttime.com. Congratulations, Ellen and Tim. I can't wait to check back in with you and hear how things are going. When will we talk next? 
we should check in whenever you feel like you're ready. So, you know, probably not for a couple of weeks at least. I'm, I'm guessing like two or three weeks. Okay, like after. two or three weeks post arrival? Yeah. Okay, that would be good. You can also be nursing her while we're on the phone and she can be making sounds and. Is oh it- my god, I, can't, I didn't even think about those things. <laughs> like thinking about having to. Oh my god. See, this is why I'm not at all prepared to be a mother whatever it's fine thanks for listening to the longest shortest time i'm hillary frank if you haven't done this already please go to our blog post titled things i tried and tell us a technique you've used to soothe your baby something that isn't in the books you can follow us on facebook and on twitter at longest shortest and as always if you have a story of a surprising struggle in early parenthood that you'd like me to consider for this podcast go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact. I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects and I have to go in there and find 10. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. What is this? Now Prince donated it. this guitar. <gasps> I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket, worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.